0: This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Pfizer, Pfizer beating out uh, Sanofi to take Medivation. It's a $14 billion deal and uh, Pfizer looking to acquire not only uh, Medivation's uh, pipeline, but a significant cancer drug to fight prostate cancer. Cynthia Coons is uh, Bloomberg's own healthcare reporter and she joins us in studio. Cynthia, very nice to see you. Thank you for being here. Uh, why does Pfizer need to buy Medivation? particularly at such a $14 billion price tag, which I believe is about double what Sanofi had uh, offered or had been talking about when they decided that Medivation was a company worth looking at.
1: Well, Pfizer's really in this to build up their pipeline. What Pfizer wants to do is build the two different sides of the company, the innovative side and the branded side with the older mature drugs. And what they've talked about doing is splitting the company in two. But what analysts say can't happen at this stage is they can't split up yet. They don't have enough of an innovative pipeline for them to be able to justify doing that sort of a division of the company. And so this is part of what will probably be a series of deals for Pfizer to buy more pipeline, because while they have this drug you mentioned for prostate cancer, and they could uh, potentially add indications there, what's coming down the pike is the other drugs that they have, and that's what Pfizer's really focused on, and that's where they really see the value in this asset. Well, you know, sadly for so many people, but good for the
2: pharmaceutical industry, and then of course for people who are fighting cancer, there are—it's a very, very hard a hot part of the the big pharma world, biotech along the lines. Um, Extandy, more of a late-stage drug, apparently. Uh, The question is late-stage
1: versus early-stage. This is a big part of this deal being done, correct? Extandy is... Probably what makes it the most attractive in that Pfizer's already said that they want to do deals for assets where there are drugs already on the market. I mean, there's two types of deals a pharmaceutical company can do. They can buy something that's purely exploratory, doing a lot of early stage research, and that can hold a lot of promise. You can find a lot of gems in there, but it's a lot of risk. And Pfizer wants to make sure that they're doing deals where they're going to be able to show shareholders, we have this much money coming in the door in year one or year two. And that's, that's what Xtandi offers, but Medivation certainly has other drugs that are further down the pike. And Pfizer has its own pipeline in oncology, and it's a part it has a partnership with German Merck, which is also part of its big oncology platform to move into the immuno-oncology space, which is really where a lot of the hot innovation is going on right now.
0: So just to understand, Pfizer is bulking up on these innovative new drugs in order to eventually split the company into a company that has innovative and new drugs and its branded portfolio of older drugs.
1: Well that was always the plan, but what they said today essentially was that they've said since the Allergan deal didn't work out earlier this year, which would fall more in the branded side than say innovative for example. But since the Allergan deal didn't work out, they've said they would make a decision by the end of this year. And they said today they're still sticking to that timeline. So analysts are saying at this point probably they're not going to split. Probably they don't feel like they have enough on the innovative side to make it its own company. But that is essentially the strategy they've been pursuing. And no matter what they do, you need Pipeline as a pharmaceutical company. That's where all the growth is coming from, from the new drugs and the blockbusters. So no matter what they decide to do, if they split or stay stay together, they really need to make sure that they have drugs coming down the pike that will get approved in 2018, 2020, 2022, just to keep the revenue study. Well, just to
0: and, g- give you the detail, and, and, and Kathleen, go right ahead, because I'm just going to tell you that Pfizer shares uh, right now down about $0.14, $34.84. The stock is up about 8% so far this year, pays about a 3.5% dividend.
2: Well, and Cynthia, your story mentions uh, two experimental products, uh, a drug for breast cancer, another one for uh, the blood cancer, lymphoma. Again, these are the kinds of cancers that touch so, so many lives. Um, what kind of what are analysts saying about this deal about where the the company is heading particularly in, again with these cancer drugs that are so so important
1: i think what analysts really want to see now and it's going to take probably some time is to see whether or not they can actually develop these drugs and how successful these drugs are going to be i mean as much as it's it's um they might be looking at big indications where there's a lot of promise there's There have been major drug failures in every disease area, and particularly in oncology. Even some of the greatest breakthroughs have only affected small segments of patient populations. So even though they might be going after some of these big areas, there's a lot of competition. And Pfizer has their own breast cancer drug that's been very successful. And so what Pfizer talked a little bit today about was doing combinations with their existing drugs and other things in the pipeline, and that's where things get really exciting from a patient's point of view, but then it also gets tricky from a payer point of view, because how does the medical system absorb the cost of several very high-priced drugs? So that's kind of the future of the debate in oncology, and where we'll have to see the debate go if we figure out if these drugs do work. So that will be another dimension to this story, but probably not for several years.
0: Does Pfizer spin off or get rid of businesses while they're trying to sort out the bigger issue of splitting the company? I mean, are there non-core assets that you could see Pfizer trying to sell into the marketplace?
1: I mean there certainly are small pieces here and there. I don't think Pfizer is a company quite like some others where you might segment out big chunks and say oh they should get rid of that. I mean there are pieces that they picked up through the Hospira transaction and through other deals they've been doing that could potentially like be Like Bamboo
0: Therapeutics. I know that they've been doing a lot of small deals as well. Anacor Pharmaceuticals and so on.
1: Yeah, and in some of these deals there might be parts of the business that aren't necessarily valuable to Pfizer so they could pick pick up a de- pick up an asset and then sell off a small piece. Um, but the story about Pfizer isn't going to be about divestitures. It's going to be about acquisitions. There's no doubt they're going to continue to be very busy on the deal front, and they're going to continue to do lots of deals. And they can do large deals. That's the capacity that Pfizer has. They have a lot of money, and they're a force to be reckoned with, as everyone learned, just looking at the valuations that they were able to pay today compared to everyone else. Kuhns, thank you so very much. She's a healthcare
2: reporter for Bloomberg News, uh, talking to us about Pfizer beating out Sanofi to take Medivation in a $14 billion deal. Of course, it's very important what this means for investors. However, so important what it means for people. That's one of the things that makes this uh, big pharma industry so very, very interesting. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg.